Good morning, everybody in the Derbyverse. The Christmas season continues. Oh, it's a beautiful sunny day today on the day I'm recording it. I don't know what the weather is like for you, because I intend for this to be going out on Monday morning, but it is glorious outside my window. I really don't mind the cold, as long as it looks like this. Ah, oh, it's just so nice. Anyway, I'm obviously in a good mood, and I can't wait to talk about part three on my series on gear. Now, we've already talked about all the basics. So in part one, we went over uh, skates and all your basic protective gear. In part two, we talked about wheels, bearings, toe stops, uh, the stuff that you just needed to know that was like the next level of things your brain needs to know about gear when you're in roller derby. Today's grouping of objects, I'm going to talk over like five main things that I don't think everybody knows about that could make a huge difference in little ways to make you feel better when you are playing roller derby. And I'm really excited to talk about this. But before I get to that, a uh, little housekeeping to get out of the way. I have to remind you guys, please, please, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. I would really love for more word to get out there about it because I want to keep this going. I want to keep it going through the new year. And I want to share it with new skaters, old skaters, all the skaters, everybody who just wants to be inspired by roller derby. And uh, again, I wanted to mention, um, just because this is kind of a shopping episode, I will shamelessly plug my own store that has some t-shirt designs. If you go to the shop tab on our Facebook page at Power Through the Fourth Whistle, you'll see all sorts of awesome, fun designs that you can get printed on any kind of shirt, sometimes a mug or leggings or a hat, whatever you like. If you'd like to support Power Through the Fourth Whistle, maybe go give it a look when you're doing your Christmas shopping. I certainly wouldn't mind, but you know, anyway, on to the main topic today. Before I get into my list of five, I actually wanted to talk just a little bit more about skates. So in the first episode, I talked about, you know, that there are these basic brands of skates and that they're all pretty good, but certain, um, they have certain qualities that will appeal more to certain people based on what your needs are. And, um, after you've had your first real pair of skates, then, and you've skated on for like two or three years, that's about how long they last. Then you're ready for your first upgrade. And when you're looking to upgrade your skates, now you actually know more about what your feet like, what you like in a skate. So things to talk to vendors about, ask skate shops about when you are going shopping. When you talk about plates, you want to ask about the maneuverability and the weight. Um, it's really advantageous, especially as a jammer, to get really lightweight plates but if you are a blocker or just any kind of player that's actually like maybe broken your plates or trucks before because you're like super rough and aggressive, <laughs> then you do not want the most lightweight thing out there. You want something a little bit stronger. So you want to ask about those things. I know uh, back in the day, I'm going to show my derby age a little bit. 
there were these plates and these trucks, whatever, called like DA-45s. And they were all the rage because I think they helped your laterals quite a bit. But I, you know what, like some things you just need to be a better skater. I don't think that those are as big a deal anymore because the problem is, is once you went with the 45 degree angle, it affected your ability to um, sprint as effectively if you just wanted to do laps. And we all also have to do laps. So it's good to have something in between. You don't need the 45 degree angle. Um, also back in the day, for a while, it was fashionable to get a short forward mount where your plate was mounted really far forward on your boot. Again, I think that was supposed to help with lateral motion. And now I would just say, just get it in the normal place, kind of in the middle and um, be a better skater because um, that was just trendy and people got over it. It was kind of a phase. Some things are a phase. Identify whether or not something is a phase. Usually just go with the standard of what most people will do and be a better skater and you'll be good. And um, when you're looking at boots, figuring out what type of boots you want, um, you kind of have to figure out like, do you want something that has a shorter break-in period? It sounds really attractive, but are they going to wear down faster? Like how many years are they going to last? Like with Rydell's, they always start a little harder and then they get really soft. Like right now I'm I've been skating in some older ones for a few years now, at least three, and um, they're very soft. They're very comfortable, but I can tell that they're getting a little big for my feet now because they've gotten worn, um, and so that's how I know that that's about the lifetime of the boot. I can wear them whenever I want, but um, I'm my movements aren't as crisp as they used to be because the boot has a little bit of wiggle room. You don't want a whole lot of wiggle room. You want something that fits really nice and snug to your boot. You never want to actually think about your skates when you're in them, ideally. So you're looking for that like a glove fit. And uh, it's helpful if you can get it without a million blisters, but sometimes there's going to be a little bit of break in. Um, and when you're shopping for wheels, something I didn't go over last time that I thought about later you're also looking at the weight of the wheels. You don't really want to wear heavy, clunky wheels if you're a jammer. You want something that's going to keep you super agile. What kind of bite do the wheels have? Like how crisp are your stops going to be? Um, do you like grip or slide? Uh, because that will affect what type of wheels you shop for. And also uh, there are options out there for, you know, middle size wheels, narrow wheels, wider wheels. Wider wheels will give you, um, you'll be able to skate faster because you are taking up more of the track. So you're getting a little bit more out of your stride when you are sprinting sometimes, but it doesn't help your agility. Narrow wheels are better for more agility, but you might not skate as fast when you're doing your time trial. Um, and then, uh, height of a wheel is another thing that you can find that can be different. I would say go with the normal height. Actually go with the normal height and go with the normal width and you'll never have to worry about any of this stuff. Just go for the thing that's in the middle. When they're giving you a bunch of options, just be like the middle one. The middle one will be fine. You'll be fine. Okay. Oh, and one last thing before I jump into my list, how you lace up your skates can make a big difference in the fit and the feel. I was finding, um, 
I was having a little bit of foot cramping in the middle of my foot. And I figured out that if I changed the way I laced my skates and, and skipped some of the holes there, then it made all the world a difference for me. Um, I, I like to lace mine in a way where I can tighten up each area individually as I want to, and I can adjust it anytime, like on the bench and not have to untie everything to do it. Uh, but there, there is like a picture out there. There's a diagram of all the different ways you could lace up your shoes, your skates, whatever, and what the different benefits are. I would say play around with it and find which one works really good for you because it could, it could be a game changer. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So my list of five things you might not be trying right now but could make a big difference in your game. Okay, number one, I'm gonna start with this toe thingy. Um, that's, that wasn't as suspenseful as I hoped. Okay, so how many of you out there have lost a toenail from roller derby? Show of hands. Okay, I can't see you, but I'm just gonna pretend some of you are holding up your hands. How many of you have lost a toenail, grown it back, and then six months later lost the same toenail? Anybody still with me? Because that happened to me. <laughs> um, so I just started assuming losing toenails is just uh, what happens in derby, because it can happen. It, each time it was usually after some kind of impact. Uh, but the thing that made the big difference, I actually got from... Uh, Made in America and Trudy Botchery over at Naptown. Shout out to those ladies because uh, they're, you know, friends from back in the day from when I lived in Indiana. And they came and did a camp with us one day. And I saw Trudy putting these things on her toes. And I'm like, what is that? And she's like, oh, ever since I started using these, it's been protecting my toenails. But it's it's basically an insert that ballerina um, point dancers use to help them with their toes, um, protect their feet, but you also have a lot of grip in them so you can feel the floor. And um, she was using them on both feet, but I started, I bought a set and started using them just on, I, even as much as I try to stay well balanced as a skater, I tend to stop more with one foot than the other. And as long as I keep this on my left foot, I have not lost my big toenail since. And that was a few years ago. Um, these, this has lasted the whole time too. It's starting to wear down a little bit now. I might be, I might need, be needing a new set. I think I'm going to get a hole in it soon. But um, I always, whenever people ask me about these, I always have to look it up on Amazon by searching the word purple because mine are purple <laughs> and I couldn't remember the name of it. My particular one is called Feather Lights Gel Pad Dash Purple. The brand on Amazon is Eurotard, which sounds kind of unfortunate, but this is a product that um, it's not very expensive at all. In fact, right now it looks like it's less than $12 with a few bucks shipping. Um, and it's just been a big difference. Now, I'm not saying you need this specific one. Anything like it will be incredibly helpful because you want to still have grip in your skate. You don't want to be sliding around in your skate. But this gives a tiny bit of cushion. It's it's made of rubber. I wish I could show it to you, but I'm I just have to tell you about it with my words. So it's it's 
it's rubber, it's squishy, mine is purple, and um, it just, uh, whenever I take impact, it doesn't hurt as much. Like, it just, it's just nice. I, I love this thing. I love this thing. Like, of all the things I'm telling you about today, this has been so, so helpful. I don't really like losing my toenails that much. I mean, not that it's work to grow them back, but kind of hurts. And so I don't want you to lose your toenails either. Moving right along. Number two on my list is knee gaskets. So if you are a person that has any trouble with your knees, um, my problems started out a long time ago from running before I started playing derby. I, I started feeling like my knees were just a little worn down. And then uh, within my first, within my rookie year, I had a couple of uh, impacts to my knees where I just fell bad because, you know, it was your first year and sometimes you weren't looking and then somebody hit you and then you look like a little silly. Um, and what I learned was if I put on these knee gaskets underneath my knee pads, I had a lot more padding. So um, it really helped me while I was healing from those injuries and it gave me extra protection. And I wore knee gaskets for many years. Um, I'm going to say 2011 um, through at least 2016, maybe 2017 too. I don't remember. I just stopped wearing them within the last year or two um, because I finally had knee pads that I thought were good quality enough and I'm not falling as much as I used to. So those two things hand in hand, I don't need the gaskets anymore. But I think knee gaskets are wonderful for anyone who has a history of knee injuries, history of, of sore knees, and um, especially during your first few years playing. Because unlike an ankle brace, like, okay, I'm going to say a little, okay, I'm not a big fan of wearing an ankle brace while you're skating because it restricts your movement. Just get that out of the way right now. But the nice thing about the knee gasket is it does not restrict your movement. And if you get the right one, it will also not restrict the blood flow to your legs. It's just going to give you extra padding. So I've learned a lot about knee gaskets. I've actually, I think I've tried every one that's been out there. So I started with Smith's Gabs and I found that they ran kind of small. So I was pulling them up all the time and I didn't like that. And I didn't like wearing them because because since they ran small, they were cutting off the blood flow to my legs. I didn't feel like I was playing as well. So uh, when those got worn down, I went to the brand that was Triple uh, Eight Knee Gaskets. Gave those a whirl because some of my other gear was Triple Eight at the time. And they fit better. The fit was a lot better. But man, they wore down fast. Like Because you have to pull knee gaskets on. You have to it's the sleeve that goes over your knee and it has padding over the knee and then your knee pad fits snugly over it and kind of Velcros to it a little bit. But, uh, every time I'm pulling them on, like it started ripping, like these would tear. I hated how they wore down so fast. So I was very disappointed in that product. And so then I tried a third brand. I tried the 187s and I just, and even though I had to replace them every couple of years, they lasted the longest. They never had rips in them. Um, they just, 
they were really durable. They lasted a long time. I actually think I had to replace them when they got a little too stretched out, actually, because they weren't falling apart at all. And all of them were the same price. Like I just checked this. Uh, I did my research before coming to record this episode. All of them are priced at like $28 on um, one of the Derby stores. So I'm just going to say 187s are probably the best one for the price. Okay, so that could really help out your knees, make you feel like you're falling on kittens or fluffy marshmallows or whatever. I don't know why people say we're falling on kittens. Wouldn't that hurt them? Let's say we're falling on marshmallows. I don't want to fall on kittens. (laughs) Okay, number three. Have you ever taken a really strong hit to the chest sternum area and felt a lot of pain. Me too. Okay. So the third item is a chest protector. So story time. A couple years ago, this was really early 2016. I was at a scrimmage. The the floor was incredibly grippy. So any impact you took was very brutal. I was coming up to the pack fast because the wheels, you know, the floor is grippy. I can skate really fast. And a blocker was lying in wait for me. My teammate tried to set a pick on her that actually reinforced her block. And I took like a big hit to my chest. It was so painful. I was wheezing. Like I was so stubborn. I skated the rest of that jam. But I was wheezing. Uh, After that jam, I went over to the sideline and laid on the floor and like tried to get my breath back. And I was in, I don't know why, what was I thinking? I skated the rest of that scrimmage, even though I could barely breathe. I think I was just that competitive um, because I was skating against my former team on that day. So I cared a lot about doing well, but it was very silly of me. I shouldn't have. And I also didn't take a proper rest period after this injury, which I should have done because of stubbornness and bad decision-making. And I proceeded to skate the rest of this season without any breaks, really. Um, yeah. So I um, I started looking at chest protectors, and there really weren't very many back then. It was like I kept searching for like roller derby and chest protectors, and I was having trouble finding anything. I ended up with some goofy like softball setup that they use uh, for a lot of that season. And then I discovered a few different brands. I've tried out a few things. So at the same time, um, I got sent this link to a new company called Revele from France. And they were making chest protectors for roller derby, rugby, any kind of contact sport. And you can put this on uh, underneath your jersey. And this particular one has... um, it's it's not it's kind of a cap sleeve on it and it looks like a crop top and it has cushioning over your sternum and your breasts and when i wear it i look like an action superhero <laughs> i look like i should be in some sort of sci-fi movie um kicking some serious booty um the problem i had with this company was because they were new, it was a bit of a Kickstarter campaign. And when I, I, 
I sent them all the, all the money, all the euros, and I was supposed to receive it within six months. I did not get this item for a year. So I have not heavily tested this in roller derby because um, this year my chest was healed. I didn't wear a chest protector as much. I actually had a different product I used that I'm going to talk about next. I'm sure by now you've heard of the company Stakes. They, um, ha they're in Europe as well. They have sponsored many European skaters. I believe one of their tops is named after Trisha Smackinella. I use the Pro Top. It's very standard. I used it for all of 2017, and it is wonderful. It is more of a, um, it's a tank top racerback crop top. And it has a large amount of padding in a giant triangle over your sternum. So it's protecting everything in that area. It um, has some lighter padding around your boobs. It's mostly working at um, protecting your rib cage. And it has some padding along the sides of your rib cage too that goes um, a little bit into your back. It is incredibly awesome. It is delightful. Um, it fits really snugly as it should because you don't want it uh, moving around on you. But it offers a layer of cushioning that can make all the difference in the world if you were taking a hard hit in the sternum. I mean, especially, you know, picture those uh, blockers with particularly bony shoulders. Yeah, uh, you know who I'm talking about. You've got somebody on your team like that. It really helps. Like you're, it's, it's still going to hurt when you get hit, but it's not going to feel pointy. It's not going to be as sharp. You're not going to lose your breath as much. It's, it's just, it really made a big difference for me, especially when I was healing because I had, um, really badly inflamed cartilage and, um, I never felt like I could take a full breath for like a year. It was a really slow healing injury. Uh, I can't believe I played through that, but that made a huge difference in my life. So especially if you're a jammer, someone who's taking a lot of impact to your upper body, that can be a big game changer. Both of these were expensive. I considered them as investments in my long-term health, but I think uh, each of them may have been around the equivalent of $100. It felt really terrible um, sending in that money as I was just like, oh my God, if I felt pain, but I avoided so much physical pain by experiencing a little bit of emotional pain by separating myself from my money. It was a big deal. Um, so yes, I can't recommend steaks enough for that product. I think they've got other good stuff too. Um, again, my top is called the pro top. If you want to look at that online, I think they're running some specials around Christmas time. I am not sponsored by any of these products. Let me just put that out there again, but I really want other people to know about them because it took me so long to find these and I want to save you the time and help you out in advance. Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the power through the fourth whistle roller derby podcast and look super cool doing it. Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates like our Apex Predator T-Rex or Jam -a Llama, two messages like roller derby strong and my mom plays roller derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit 
powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show. Number four, things that you can spray on your protective gear to make them smell better. Don't be that person who's just like, I never wash my gear. Ha ha. I don't like you. I mean, I like you, but I don't like that you don't wash your gear. (laughs) Like, aha, it'll be funny for the other team, but I'm the one that hangs out with you most of the time. (laughs) So please, please, please. There are many great gear sprays out there. Uh, For a long time, I was really cheap and used like sports Febreze, but there are so many um, derby operated and gnomed little gear spray businesses out there. I've tried several of them and they've all been great. They usually have essential oils in them and they smell really nice, but they're also going to disinfect while deodorizing your gear. I'm not saying this is a substitute for washing your gear. You should darn well be washing your gear still, but it makes the times in between using your gear, just so much more pleasant. Like, especially think about a tournament weekend when your gear might not have gotten to even dry completely before you have to go to your next game. At least it smells a little better. Just just think about that. Like, what kind of smell do you want? Like, think about your wrist guards. Oh, never put your nose to your wrist guards. It's like the worst thing you can do. But if you use a nice little gear spray... It's going to be so nice. Treat yourself. I recently learned that there's a such thing as mouth guard spray. I seriously learned this like a week or two ago uh, from my teammate. It turns out that there are a few different ones out there. I think Under Armour makes one, but Sisu makes a mouth guard spray too. And this one I got to try because my friend's really nice. She let me spray my mouth guard. Turns out you should not directly spray it into your mouth, which I almost did. And she stopped me because apparently that would have been super duper intense and I would have had regrets. But you just spray it on your mouth guard and it will clean it and disinfect it a bit and also make it taste better when you put it in your mouth. It looks like they only have one flavor, cinnamon and Cinnamon was amazing. It's it's minty. It's a little spicy. It wakes you up. I, I I did this at the end of practice, and I wish I had gotten to experience my fresh mouth guard throughout practice because it tasted delightful. So I have now put this on my Christmas wish list, and I'm hoping that some lovely family member will think that $11.99 for a tiny bottle of mouth guard spray is. Uh, a nice stocking stuffer or something. <laughs> oh, probably not. But it says each bottle will have um, 450 sprays in it, so it'll probably last a long time. It it might last you a whole season. So that's not so bad when you think about it as spread out over time. Wow, this is going longer than I thought already. I'm sorry, guys. I talk so much. That's probably why I have a podcast. Okay. Last but not least, number five. Things to help you stretch out your body when you are not playing the roller derbies. I'm talking about, this is a category more than a specific item. I'm going to talk about foam roller, tiger tail, and tennis ball or yoga ball. Okay, starting with foam roller. You can find a foam roller 
a lot of places. Amazon's a great place. And uh, they're all pretty much the same. You can get a shorter one if you don't want to take up a lot of space in your home. I like having the long one because I feel like I can really stretch out a lot of things. But with a foam roller, this is going to help you stretch out your muscles and release the scientific words that physical therapists use when they talk to me that I can't think of right now. Fascia? Does that sound right? Fascia. Anywho, uh, when I had a back injury, uh, I was told to get a foam roller, and that was a big part of my recovery from my back injury was uh, lots of stretching and rolling out on this foam roller. You just roll muscles of your body onto it with your body weight. You can choose how much body weight you want to use. You just got to play around. You're just rolling around on the floor while your husband's looking at you thinking you're real weird, but it's doing good things for you, so he's kind of got to deal with it. And... You can roll out your glutes and your calves and your quads, basically anything that you can comfortably get on that foam roller. And it is lovely. Now, um, another product is called uh, Tiger Tail. The brand is Spry, S-P-R-I. So S-P-R-I Tiger Tail. You look this up. It looks like a rolling pin and the handles are rubber grippy things. And the middle has, you know, a rolling pin part, but it's basically a tiny foam roller. It is more firm than the regular foam roller, so you can really get into some areas. What I like this for in particular is really tight muscles. Like, I like to use this on my quads and my calves sometimes because I can really dig in there because those muscles need it. And it's better for travel than dragging your foam roller around. So if you're going to a tournament, you can throw your tiger tail. It'll probably fit in your bag. It could it could pretty much fit in a backpack, actually. Or you can strap it to your backpack, which is probably even more convenient. Like, you can't see this, but I'm using it right now on my back. I'm just going to, like, move it back and forth, and it feels pretty darn good. Um, so I like this, especially for, like, tournament weekends or if I've got, like, an injury or something I'm working through. I just need to stretch some things out. I like taking it with me. It's uh, really nice and convenient to take around. And last but not least, something for your feet. You can use your foam roller on your feet, but it's hard to get in there because the foam roller is really uh, thick and large. The tiger tail, if you put it on the floor, you can roll out your feet on the tiger tail. But another thing I really like is just using a tennis ball. Um, This works a little bit better barefoot because tennis balls are slippery and it it might just pop out from under your foot. But just rolling the bottom of your foot on a tennis ball really helps like release the tension in all those tiny, tiny little things under your feet. I'm not a doctor or a scientist. I wish I had better words. Okay. It's going to make your feet feel better. Is that good? Okay. Um, So you just roll your foot out and it's like, ah, this is so nice. I'm giving myself a foot massage on the bottom. This is the bestest. And there's actually another product. um, If you've ever seen a yoga ball, I ended up getting one of these too, because um, a friend of mine was always having cramping feet and they were having a two for one special. So I'm like, I'm going to give her this gift and also get a gift for myself because I'm that kind of friend. And it's, and the ball was purple because 
I like purple and that made it even more attractive. And it's like rubber and it's squishy like a tennis ball, but um, maybe a little bit more firm even. And because of the rubberness, it makes it easier to grip if uh, you're barefoot. So it's even less likely to slip out than a tennis ball, but it does the same thing. You just roll your feet on it. And you can do this while you're watching TV, while you're sitting at your desk, uh, you know, whenever. Uh, you can also stand up and do it. I actually find it's even easier to balance and actually get all the pressure I want if I stand. And it just makes all everything feel so nice. Okay, so to summarize what we've talked about today, we talked about what you should think about when you are upgrading the things you have for skates, plates, boots, wheels, and how lacing up your skates differently can make a big difference in how they feel. We talked about the amazing ballerina point toe dancer, rubbery, squishy insert thingy that can protect your toenails and give you grip while you skate. Uh, we talked about knee gaskets to protect your knees, chest protector, protect your chest and your sternum, sprays that will make your gear and your mouth guard not stink so dang bad and be less germy. Those of you who get sick all the time, make it less germy. And finally, things that will help stretch out your body and make you recover faster so that you can play the sport longer or maybe not limp when you're a little old lady because nobody wants to do that either. We, we want to keep ourselves in really good condition for the long run because we love ourselves, right? So that is the podcast for today. Please, please, please share with your friends, share with the new skaters, share with everybody who has questions about gear. This is another good one to give advice with. If you don't want to have to give advice yourself or don't have time to be the advice giver, sometimes you just want to pass the buck and you can pass it to me. That's what I'm here for. And we have been talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew.